Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. There's only one. There's only one. You know, I was at a correction facility for 12 to 15-year-olds that have committed a crime that they're too young to be into the federal uh, system, and so they, they look at at you a little differently because here's these people and they're in their, their jail outfits but they're only 12 years old. So I want you to listen up and I want you to lean in this morning because I really believe God wants to speak to you. So you came here for whatever reason and that's awesome. We love you. We welcome you here. My name is Jerome and I have a wife named Crystal and we have five kids that are under six years old and we need prayer all the time because of that. And no, it's a good thing. When I was at the correction facility and I was talking to these kids, my heart was so stirred and so impressed and so captivated because I looked out and I saw little kids just like mine. And they had a look on their face and it was the same face that you have and that I have. It's a look that we long to belong. We all long to belong. Think about it. A little kid, they come to you and they grab you, they long to belong. A dog, you could go and you can tell in the animal shelter which dogs have been abused and which ones haven't. Which ones felt like they belonged. This is actually kind of freakish, even like a cult, where you look at the Apple following, when the new Apple iPhone comes out, you can see the line out the door because people feel like they belong. They long to belong. This morning, we find ourselves in the same state, longing to belong. When we look at our friend groups, we've chosen them, and we feel like we fit in because we feel like we belong a little bit. We can trust them. And sometimes along the journey, we've compromised on the road, and we've lowered our standard just to fit in because we feel like we belong. There's a new standard this morning. There's a new hope. There's a new, fresh life arising in each one of you. When I think of Easter, I think back as a kid, I used to wake up super early. It was kind of like Christmas part two, where we had an Easter basket and I had a Ninja Turtles Nintendo game with the four player adapter. Somebody's old enough to remember that, but not the young bucks. They know about the Xbox One and the PS4, but I remember Atari 2600. Okay, so I may have a baby face, but I'm old enough to remember that. In Easter, we were so excited, my brother and I. We would wake up just to get our basket. But you know what? It never fulfilled. It was beautiful. My mom would have us, let us have an adventure in my, in my grandparents' house. We'd have an adventure, and it was beautiful. Easter was amazing. But something happened on Easter Sunday where I realized there's an Easter basket that's never ending. There's candy that's never ending. And my story is pretty, um, uh, pretty captivating on this weekend. I take it pretty personal because Easter Sunday for me was no one invited me to a place like this. I stayed up all night at a party. I stumbled my way into church and I sat up in the top row. That's you, the top row. I sat up there in the top row and I met the end of myself and I met new life in Jesus. And my life was radically changed and from the balcony that he would use me because look, we aren't special. We met somebody who is special. Somebody that wants us all to belong with him. So that's why we pack in this place. 
Because there's something new happening in this city. There's something new happening in Lansing. There's something new happening this Sunday. There's something new for Easter, and it's new life. It's we can paint the town any way you want it. So maybe you've been raised and your dad wasn't there. Maybe you were raised and you have a lot of hurt and pain. And it's because you don't belong here. You will never belong here. This is not your home. Every circle you're in at some point, if Jesus isn't the center and he isn't the, 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 the one getting the glory, at some point it's gonna break down. Marriages, we have tension. Relationships, we have tension. Relationally, we have tension because we don't belong here. In John 10, verse 12, it says this. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. This is the world's master. The world's master will chew you up and spit you out. The world's master did it to me. It lies with clothes and money and girls and partying. It's a lie. It ends in death. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. We get glimpses on this earth of what heaven looks like when we're connected in relationship or we see the eyes of a newborn baby or we're having that great moment with our friend group. It's just glimpses of the real thing, the real McCoy. And it really all comes down to the pivotal moment. It's the cross. Friends, it's the cross. And we have diluted it so far to where it's at Walmart, it's in the jewelry aisle, you know, and you walk by it and you're like, oh, that looks like a nice symbol that I should wear on my neck. And, but if you really think about what the cross fully embodies, it embodies this. It's like wearing an execution chair around your neck. The story of Jesus is so remarkable, it's so captivating because you have God that comes down from heaven, steps down as one of us, and he solves that issue that's in all of us. We're all broken, we all got sin. You ain't gonna fake anybody. You might fake the person on the left, you might fake the person on the right, but you cannot fake God. You will never fake God. You will never fake God. And when we start to really own up to what the cross means in the whole um, significance of it in the murder weapon in the public execution that Jesus took in the agony you could just imagine the shame that cross would be right at the entrance and the exit of the city that people would walk by and they look up at Jesus hey wait isn't this the guy that's doing those signs and run wonders isn't that the guy that gave rights to women isn't that the guy that's loving on the kids look at that fool he's up on the cross what a joke but guess what the joke is when Jesus defeated death the joke was on death because Jesus literally come down, step down, he had to die in our place. You guys, this is the gospel. That's why we're in a school, because church is not about a building, it's about God and you. It's about God replacing your sin for his son. Your sin for his son. He won, we won the cross. And so here's where we're at, friends, this morning. You belong with Jesus. And Jesus wants his kids back. I don't care if you're 65 or if you're 11 or if you're four, God wants his kids back. When my grandma was on the nursing home in the last days of her life, we would walk through the nursing home and it was so fascinating that all the, um, the people, the residents, they would have these stuffed animals because they just wanted to feel like a little kid. They just wanted to feel like a little kid again. Maybe that's you, you know you're still a kid on the inside. 
Well, good news is this. God says to receive him like a child, like a child, like a child. So this morning, that's why we can only think of, how do you celebrate Easter? You celebrate Easter with the whole family. Because normally we have kids city down there and the kids are playing and it's really quiet in here so the adults, we can really focus, right? And we can just think. But here, all eyes on me for a minute, just all eyes. Hey, where are you and God? He wants his kids back. That's what Easter means. Yes, we're gonna take pictures. Yes, we're gonna go have a great time and we're gonna go with an Easter egg hunt. We're gonna give away a raffle. But you guys, it is about God and you. God and you. And I love Jesus so much because he steps down and he steps all the way to the top row and he says, come here, come home. Come here, come home. God wants his kids back. You belong here, you belong. And here's the greatest thing. Jesus is alive, friends. He is alive and that's why Easter is so remarkable because the resurrection is unlike any other God. All other gods say this, here's what you have to do to get right with me and Jesus says, here's what I did so that you would be right with me because you can't earn it. And I proved it because I'm alive. And the impact to think that now people are still following Jesus from 12 idiots that rolled with him, like me and you, is remarkable. It's so beautiful. Probably the thing that stands out most is the testimony of women that saw Jesus. Because women's testimony weren't regarded really highly back then. So if you are a woman here and you partake in um, the, the advancement of women's rights, you have got to look back to one man, Jesus. He's been the one setting the standard the whole time. There's this interaction, there's a girl at the well and Jesus comes up to her and he shouldn't be because right there he's already breaking some cultural traditions, tradition and he starts talking to her. And she starts opening up about her life and and then she starts confessing, yeah, you're right, I haven't been married once, I've been married five times. And Jesus called it out. She's like, wow, you must be a prophet. And he received her with grace. And he said, go and sin no more. And she went through the whole city telling about his good news and that he's the Messiah. Friends, this morning, how will you leave this place? How will you talk about Jesus? Is he your Messiah? Is he alive in your life? because he is alive everywhere. And here's what I mean by that. Too often we think he's alive on Sunday. Do you realize Jesus is alive in your car? When you're struggling, you're putting on makeup to try to look good to go into work and you're trying to maybe impress some boyfriend that is, he's weak sauce anyways because you're paying for his food. And, and, and so maybe that's how it's going on. Or maybe you're the guy that has to uh, lead the way and you try to get yourself all strong for the, you never fit in at the workout gym and you just don't and you try to impress everybody but he's alive in your car he's alive at your workout he's alive in the kitchen he's alive in the shower Jesus is with you everywhere like that's what I hope you get this morning I really do I hope that Easter isn't a, it's not just a date on a calendar but that you would hear something you would feel something in your heart and in your soul that he's alive and he's alive for you he's alive everywhere Here's how different Jesus is than the bad shepherd, the bad leader, 
the hired hand, when the wolf came, and you don't belong in this world, and that's the real issue, is that Satan has been trying to kill you. It's just true. He's been trying to kill you. He wants to dilute, distort. He wants to make you think it's propaganda, it's agenda. He wants to do everything to lead you astray from the one thing that can set you free this morning. And John 10, 14 says this. I am the good shepherd. Everybody say, good shepherd. I didn't hear you. Say, good shepherd. That's Jesus. I know my own and my own know me. Here's the essence of belonging. To be known and to know. To be known and to know. To be known fully that somebody would know all of your weaknesses and all of your flaws and still love you. That's exactly what's going on here. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus made it possible that we can belong. That's what the cross represents, is that now we can belong. There's no more a separation between us and God and our sin when we put our faith into Jesus. And I love verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My sheep hear my voice. I pray that we would go public this morning. And when I say that, that we would go public, that we truly would go public with Jesus. That we would let the world know that he is alive and that he's our Lord. Overnight, it's not gonna change and we're not gonna get perfect, but we would go public and exchange our life, that we would come home to Jesus, that we would come home to Jesus. So here's the deal this morning, my friends. It's the same deal that I was told, and I wish somebody would have told me a lot earlier. It's the most important thing you'll ever hear in your whole entire life. People get real spiritual in the midst of a bunker in the middle of a war. People get real spiritual when it's a funeral. People get real spiritual if they're almost in a car crash or have been in a car crash. People get real spiritual because you guys, this life is fragile. That, that ticking, like tock, that tick-tock clock in all of us, that there's something more, there is. Divine design, you can see the fingerprints of God all over. Just look at your neighbor. Thank God that their blood's not coming out of their skin. There is divine design because they would be coming on you. You'd be like, oh, that's a little gross. Just got to see if anybody's still listening. Somebody's still listening. Somebody's still listening. Let me see your hand. Come on. Okay. So here's where we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to have a great time. But if you missed this part, you've missed everything. It's that just like the kids in the correction facility, we are all guilty, and we've committed a crime. We're born into sin. If we've lied, if we put one thing above God, we are all guilty. That's what's so humbling about the gospel. That's what's so humbling about Jesus is we're all on the same playing field. It doesn't feel right because we're like, wait, I might be better than this person. I might be better than this person. I'm not as bad as that person or, you know what, I'm worse than that person. But guess what? Compared to God, we all fall short. God, us. God, us. In the gap that sin has created, Jesus Jesus comes in. Jesus. And here's what he says. If you will just simply put faith into me, I will cleanse your sins forever. 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 
So what we're going to do, we got a big room with a lot of people here, and it's a beautiful morning. But if you want that new life, and you know that Jesus has been calling you, and he brought you here, it's not coincidence that you came here. It's not just an ad on 97.5. It's not just an ad on 96.5. It's not just something on Facebook. It's not just candy. I want you to find the living water today, the inexhaustible supply of the never-ending candy basket that will set you free forever. Freedom in everything transforms everything. The one that could take me stumbling into church, not able to make one thing right, and then when I walked down up front, my life was radically altered and changed for the glory of God. So if you want to make the same decision I made, which is like, you know what, I'm going to put my faith into Jesus today. I need Jesus to give me a new start, new clean. I need my life to be brand new. I want you to just raise your hand. If that's you, you want to, come on, you don't need to worry around. I see hands going up everywhere. It's good. That's you. You need Jesus to wash you. That's clean. Come on, it takes the brave courage. And I want you to do this. Is your hands stand? I want you to stand up. Your hands raised. Just stand up real quick. Come on. You're going to stand up. Your hands raised. You need, you need a new start. You need Jesus to wash you clean. Come on. You can stand up. You can stand up. It's all good. Jesus is good. You can stand up. Don't be scared. You can stand up. I want to tell you why you can stand up. Because he stood up for you. He stood up for you. He loves you. He loves you. Come on. I'm going to scream it. He loves you. He loves you. He's not like the world. He loves you. This isn't religion. This is relationship. He loves you this morning. He loves you. And so we want to give you something for your new start. But I want, to, I want you to keep standing. Keep standing real quick. Keep standing. We're going to pray. I want you to keep standing. Come on, come on. And I want you to do something. If you really mean business, ask the person on the left and right, would you? I'll stand with you because that's what somebody did for me. Guess what? I was the stubborn person that would not stand up, and I was crying like a baby, and I knew Jesus wanted to change me. And it took this little old lady to say, hey, you want me to pray with you? And she did. I've never seen her since. I don't know if she was an angel, but boy, I'm grateful that she said to me. So let's ask the person, hey, you want me to stand? Let's take a stand this morning. Let's take a stand this morning. Let's take a stand this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, you see your kids standing. I pray that you would meet them. Meet them in the midst of even just the uncomfortableness of uh, being close to people sometimes. That's hard. And I pray that they would feel a kiss from heaven right now. Jesus, I pray that they would feel a kiss from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.